Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The start of Super Bowl week, and once again, Kelsey's front and center. Both Travis and Jason, you'll hear from them coming up a little bit later on. Just heard from the quarterbacks before the top of the hour, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. A lot of attention on the two of them. Athletic, uh, dual threat QBs, though Jalen obviously has more of a run game element. Patrick's just about extending plays. Oh, picking up first downs when he needs to here and there, even if he is on one and a half legs. A lot of the hype, the buzz, the electricity tends to distract us early in the week, but man, I'm already itching to get to the game coming up on Sunday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Super Bowl week here on CBS Sports Radio. And, of course, we will have your official CBS Sports Radio Super Bowl postgame show coming up following the game on Sunday night. It's one of the privileges and perks of being able to work on Sunday. Find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Lots of goodies, including our Super Bowl edition of Ask Amy Anything. The second Super 6 video will go up in this next 30 minutes uh, as we work behind the scenes. Producer Jay has been furiously editing and is getting ready to post on, well, I'm not going to tell you where. You're going to have to find it. Uh, but either Twitter, A-Law Radio, or our Facebook page, our YouTube channel as well. Uh, just Google the name of the show, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. I was just playing with a Sharpie and it went flying somewhere. That is typically what's happening when I'm here on the air. Uh, A lot of nervous energy and I take it out on the pen or the Sharpie, but sometimes I lose a grip and it goes flying. So pay me no attention. We are really excited to welcome a former Chiefs wide receiver who's been a guest on the show before in his role as radio analyst alongside the great Mitch Holtis, whose voice you heard there at the top of the hour. They are the duo that will call the game for the home team. Uh, Well, for the hometown, I should say. Chiefs Radio Network. And Danan, we're just hearing from Patrick Mahomes about how the loss sticks with him from two years ago. And I've heard him say that if the Chiefs beat the Eagles, 
this victory will be so much sweeter than the original win that he had going back three seasons ago. And that caught me off guard because that ended a drought 50 years. It was not only his first Super Bowl win, but it was Andy Reid's first as a head coach. And yet he says this year would be infinitely more sweet than the one from a few years ago. I would love your reaction to that. Yeah, I think you talk to a lot of athletes, and I'm sure I was the same way. The losses sting harder than the wins, than you savor the wins. Hmm. And especially with it being the last loss, like had he lost the first one and then won the second one, then maybe he'd probably be singing a different tune now uh, with this one. But I understand, like a lot of athletes that have been here and been on the stage, whether it's NBA's or or the MLB or NFL, like once you get that high of winning, like it's tough to to quantify and it's tough to, you know, to kind of match unless you get back to it. Mm-hmm. And then when you don't have that and, you know, you remember the Super Bowl win and the party afterwards and the, the elation in the locker room and all that good stuff, and then you <laughs> subsequently go to the next year and everything's the opposite. It's like, okay, now I, I felt that high, and I want that high back. And I want retribution, especially the way we were ousted last year against the Bengals and Patrick Mahomes not having the best uh, game of his career, throwing two interceptions, having the bad second half at home. Like, I felt like that propelled him this year, and now he's kind of gotten over that hump, and these guys are hungry. Like, they, they, they tasted that sweet nectar. <laughs> and, you know, they want to get back to it, and I can appreciate that. This team has a bunch of guys who've been to the Super Bowls. Not not all of them. Some of the rosters turned over. The wide receivers, obviously, uh, there's a, a bunch of new guys. Uh, but they certainly do have a ton of experience. How much does that matter, in your opinion, when they've played in essentially every big game you possibly can? You have to have a certain balance, Amy. I think in this situation, you think about our defense. We got... At any given time, we'll have six rookies on the field. Three of our top four corners are rookies. You know, one of our top three safeties is a rookie. We have George Karloftis and Leo Chanel that are playing linebacker and defensive end, and they are in the top part of our depth chart uh, for our defense. So you have to have that balance. When you have that youth, you have that different energy, you have that kind of situation or where guys, they don't know what they don't know. Like, that's, that's what it is as a rookie. You don't know what you don't know. So you're just out there playing football, and you can appreciate that and respect that, but you also have, the, have to have the compliment of the Chris Joneses and the, and the Travis Kelseys and the Patrick Mahomeses and the Car, even the Carlos Dunlap that he's been in the league for, what, 13 years and hasn't been to the Super Bowl. Like, you have to have that compliment. And I think what Brett Veach and Andy Reid has done – has been phenomenal, not just in coaching up this team and populating this team, but populating it in a way where everybody complements each other. And to me, that's the impressive part is that you got guys, you got leaders like Travis Kelsey that can school the young guys on, okay, well, this is fun and this is, you know, (laughs) a great season and it's capping off of a great season, but you, like, still got to be in here by curfew. Like, we still got a business to handle and Let's not get caught up in all the extras that Phoenix can offer 
but like remember that we're here for business. And I feel like this team is leadership heavy, and they've had that taste of negativity at this point, recognizing that everybody in the world will be watching, and most people will not remember the loser. They'll remember the winner. They'll capitalize on that leadership. So I feel like we're in a good position. I, I feel like we don't give athletes enough credit in recognizing and and going through that process in compartmentalizing everything else. Each of these guys, they have families traveling in. <laughs> they have people that they're putting right, up, right. that they're that all the accommodations and the flights, and they're handling it. They don't have assistance. Like, they're doing it all themselves, and yet they're still going to be able to play top-shelf championship-style football. I think a lot needs to be said more about how guys, especially at their age, are able to, to juggle and how they're able to compartmentalize their responsibilities at the professional level. Danian Hughes is spending a few minutes with us from Arizona, site of Super Bowl 57. He's a former Chiefs wide receiver, now alongside Mitch Holtis on the Chiefs radio network. Always a lot of fun to hear Mitch's incredible calls at the end of wins. <laughs> and I would love to know, Danian, I've seen a photo, it's still a photo, very little time left on the clock when the Chiefs get the ball, the late hit, oh my gosh, Patrick Mahomes scrambling or hobbling <laughs> for a first yeah. down. Yeah, so what was your perspective? Uh, what was happening? in your booth so amy this interview can go for like another 30 minutes if i really <laughs> dug deep into it people always ask me do i miss the game and all that and the answer is no <laughs> like i don't miss playing i don't miss being sore on mondays i don't miss any of the things i had to do to actually play each and every sunday monday or thursday but there are times <laughs> where <laughs> That side of my brain reactivates or the blood flows differently where I'm like, okay, like I feel like I'm in player mode and the mindset of that, you know, comes and goes. And I say all that because the Bengals game, the AFC championship was a different breed. It was a different game because of all the trash talk, because of the loss last year, because of the loss this year. There are very few times where it brings me back into the mindset of, okay, please somebody give me a helmet and just let me, <laughs> like, just let me play one play. <laughs> like, just, just one. one snap. Yeah, I need, I'll need oxygen. I will need a doctor <laughs> afterwards, but, like, just one, just to get it out of my system. And that was the one. People think, you know, okay, these are professional athletes. Trash talk is normal. Uh, it shouldn't affect them. Fill in the blank. But I have to believe, like, when you talk about those last snaps, those the last um, possessions, Joe Burrow had the ball twice right. late in the fourth quarter with an opportunity to go move the ball down the field and get into a winning position, and he didn't. It would be easy to say uh, that the Chiefs were just better, but I, I will tell you from being in that locker room that when you dig down deep, sometimes digging down deep, you, in order to get there, is maybe that trash talk that that person said. Maybe it's something that you're going through personally, that you dig down deep and you're like, I'm not going to allow this to happen. I'm not going to allow this person to move down the field and hurt us like he hurt us last year. And I feel like that was kind of the mindset that Chris Jones and Frank Clark and these guys were we're doing when we stopped them twice and you got the pressure and you got that necessary sack and having been in that locker room 
Like, I feel like that was like a crossroads mentally and emotionally of they tried to rename Arrowhead. Like, oh, is this <laughs> like wrong? Tried, even though there's only 35 seconds between plays, like, that's more than enough time to dig into every reason why I hate you and every reason why, <laughs> <laughs> every reason why I like, I feel like I'm going to be Superman on this next play. And I think they tapped into that. And I give them credit because. They handled it like professionals. One of the concerns I had going into the game was, was there going to be a fight? Like, was there going to be an unsportsmanlike penalty? Was there going to be a roughing the passer because of the emotions based on some of the trash talk and, and all of that? And give Chiefs the credit. Like, they, they played within the line. And like you said, when you look at the booth and you look at the pictures, and you, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see I post some videos of Mitch and I in the booth. Mitch is super, super, super energetic <laughs> and <laughs> like truly engaged in every call and every play and every game. And I can't be that because we would throw computers and we like we would tear that booth <laughs> up. I have to be the straight guy. So if you ever watch me, follow me on Twitter at DAUsGuy83. You see some of the videos. I get crap talk to me i get kids that i coach that text me my my family texts me you know like how are you so calm and cool could you imagine me being like him we would tear each other up so i have to be the straight guy in the booth and and keep my emotions to myself but like i said every once in a while those the flashes of former player and the mindset of being in that locker room coming come into me, and I have to really, really dampen it down a little bit because it can get the best of me. Oh, man, that was great drama at the end. And Mitch <laughs> nailed the call, of course. We're hearing it over and over uh, yeah. as they win the AFC Championship on the Butker field goal. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio with Danon Hughes, who's alongside Mitch, and somehow remaining calm so that there's not two people <laughs> that are freaking out. <laughs> I'm looking at the wide receiver depth chart right now for the Chiefs. I just wanted to confirm this, but as I look through it, and even the running back, so Isaiah Pacheco obviously is a rookie. Uh, Jerick mm-hmm. McKinnon was not with the team the last time they went to a Super Bowl. Neither was Clyde Edwards-Alaire, though we haven't seen much of him. But Juju, MVS, Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, none of these receivers mm-hmm. were with the Chiefs the last time they won the AFC. How have you seen this group grow with Mahomes and Kelsey this season? So I feel like that first has to start with credit to Brett Veach and Andy Reid and how they assemble a roster and how they utilize uh, trading away to me, who was the best, the best playmaker that I had ever seen in the NFL, in Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Like the best now, I'm not saying he's the best wide receiver. I'm saying as far as playmaker, he's the best that I had ever seen. And I played against Dion and I played against and with other guys, but to me, as far as impacting a game on the offensive side, Tyreek Hill was the best, most dynamic. And, like, jettisoning jettisoning him and assuming several draft picks and getting draft picks in that are contributing. Like, every one of our draft picks is contributing in some way, shape, or fashion. Like, that's unheard of, especially with a team. Like, this is not a rebuild. Like, you know, everybody thought with Tyreek leaving, it was going to be a rebuilding year. 
and I remember Bart Scott and Mike Greenberg and everybody <laughs> else on ESPN talking about the Chiefs being third in the AFC West and not being able to get to this point, no chance that they would win, et cetera. And, like, you have to give credit to the scouting department and the GM and the coach because, like, not only are you back here, but you're back here with a whole youthful, different look. And when you talk about the roles of each of those guys, the Trent McDuffie, McDuffie's, the George Karloftis, as you mentioned, Isaiah Pacheco, a seventh-round pick. Obviously, he's near and dear to my heart because he's a seventh-rounder like I was, and he's from New Jersey like nice, I was. Nice, and, um, so And he just brings a different energy to this team. So, like, assembling a team is a unique art, and the Chiefs have really been able to do it in great fashion. If you remember, between the first Super Bowl, the win against the Niners, and the second Super Bowl, the loss against the Buccaneers, Patrick Mahomes ran for almost 500 yards backwards against the Buccaneers. And what did we do? We Fixed changed the, the entire line. offensive line. The yep. enti- not, not just a couple. Like, the not just a couple thing. of them. The entire offensive line of a Super Bowl team mm-hmm. and then came within an overtime of going back to the Super Bowl with that new offensive line. Like, that's unheard of in the NFL. Like, usually if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> Is, is kind of the mantra of teams. So if you get to the Super Bowl, you don't normally make a lot of changes because you expect to get back to the Super Bowl if you just do things right. And we were able to make all of those changes. Then this year comes up, Tyreek Lee leaves, and I had said after that Bengals game last year in the AFC Championship, I said, here's the three things we need. We need to be longer at wide receiver. We need to be stronger and bigger at cornerback. And we need to be more relentless in our pass rush. Those are the three things we need. What do we do? We go and get Juju Smith-Schuster, six foot two, two hundred fifteen pounds. We go and get Marquez Valdez-Scantling, six foot four. We go and we get Justin Watson, six foot one. Last year, our wide receivers were five nine, five eight on the field. Tyreek and McCall Hardman. Mm-hmm. We and our defensive side, we get. Jalen Watson, six foot one. Trent McDuffie, six foot. You get Joshua Williams, six foot three, at our cornerback position. What do we need in the pass rush? A little bit more relentless attitude. We go and get George Karloftis. Like it was like they read my mind. I feel like I should be called Nostradamus because, <laughs> like, I, like I, I anticipated that. That's what I'm going to tag myself as, Amy, nice. just so you know. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like this team is always on the improving side, even though we are getting to three Super Bowls in four years. We're still trying to improve, and I can Im- imagine that we'll do the same thing in the draft in Kansas City when April comes. What impresses you about the Eagles? The most complete team that we will face this year. Offense, defense, special teams. Nick Sirianni, I knew him when he was here in Kansas City. Uh, A great coach, a great motivator. Uh, They are a relentless team. And even though the NFC East was called the NFC Least for the last few years, (laughs) that was not the case this year. Uh, You can make an argument that they were the strongest division in the NFL. And they dominated that division. When Jalen Hurts was healthy, they dominated that division. And that's impressive. And the way they do it is kind of blue-collar, lunch pail, hard hat kind of mentality, which 
we know that Philadelphia kind of has, has built their history on. So to me, they are a complete team. You can't make mistakes. They have an incredible leader in Jalen Hurts uh, that seems to propel that team. When he's on the field and he's able to, to do his magic, like he propels everybody else on that field. So I feel like this is going to be a really, really competitive game. Uh, it's great that the two best teams from the regular season are matching up in the Super Bowl, and we'll see who wins. But I, I, I really have, have been impressed. And it's really cool that you don't have, outside of the Kelsey brothers and Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni, like you don't have any negative stories going into this game. It's just going to be about pure football, and that's what makes it cool. Yes, looking forward to it. It's crazy that the two teams have scored the exact same number of points in the season so far, and that they have the exact same records, too, as the top seeds. Uh, Dana, before I let you go, you're a NFL vet, obviously. And what's the week like for you being there where it's essentially a football convention? Yeah, so it's pretty cool for me because it's a week where you get to re-engage with former teammates, former players. There are NFL alumni events. NFL PA events, the trust and the legends group. Like there's always something that's going on. So even though it's Monday, uh, it's kind of early, but once Wednesday kicks in, that's when you'll see a lot more that's going on. So just kind of networking from a business standpoint, but then also kind of getting the extension of the locker room. And if you ask a lot of players, like I don't miss the on-field stuff, but you miss the camaraderie. So the Super Bowl every year kind of provides that platform where you can have that camaraderie, the locker room feel, the interactions, whether it's on the golf course or at different events, fundraisers, et cetera. So uh, that's what it's all about for me. And then we get to cap it off by the team that I broadcast for uh, playing in this Super Bowl. So uh, it's going to be a complete week, and I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Twitter at DA Hughes Guy 83. I hope that you have an amazing week and a lot of fun with the Super Bowl coming up. We always appreciate when you make time for us, Dane, and thank you. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me, and go Chiefs. <laughs> I can neither endorse nor deny. His go Chiefs, all I can say is I remain perfectly neutral. But I'm excited that he is getting an opportunity to be back with his with his fraternity, right, with his group. I think it's really neat uh, in, the, in the past when I've been there on Radio Row, one of my favorite things is to watch the old timers. In some cases, those who were wearing the gold jackets uh, who see brothers across the room, uh, see either guys they played for or with, guys they played against, or maybe it's a player from a completely different era, but there's such an incredible respect there. And as I say, a brotherhood and to see them connect and to watch them speak and communicate and, and just enjoy the the couple of quick seconds that they might have where they're uh, crossing paths and they're passing each other. It's always really neat to watch that and to kind of be uh, a, a neutral observer, a fly on the wall, if you will. So good stuff with Dana and I'm glad for him. Uh, and yeah, amazing what the Chiefs have done with a very green receiving core slash running back stable around Mahomes and Kelsey. This was supposed to be a weak spot, not even remotely. And that's a credit not just to the coaches, but also to those two veterans. And, of course, to the offensive line, uh, though that's been rebuilt in the last couple years.
The latest Super 6 video has, in fact, been posted. I'm not going to tell you where. You have to find it. Our friend Matthew believes it's on MySpace, but I'll just, I'll give you a clue. I I don't even know where I would find MySpace. Uh, I never had a MySpace. I somehow missed on the MySpace phenomena. Uh, But (laughs) you can find it on one of our social media sites, so check it out. And then we're asking you the snooziest snoozers in Super Bowl history. We gave you ours in our latest video. You have the chance to share those memories with us because nothing says Super Bowl party like snoozing. No, just kidding. No one should be snoozing this weekend. 855-212-4227. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Inbound to Irving, corner three. Good! At the sock clock buzzer. With exactly two minutes to go in the game, it puts the Nets on top, 116 to 102. Irving with 26. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Bob Usler? Is that our friend Bob Usler on Nets Radio? Or was that Chris Carino? They do sound similar, though I guess Bob has a different tone to his voice. We always listen for Bob. We miss Bob here on CBS Sports Radio Network. So that is Nets Radio no longer getting to call, getting to call Kyrie Irving buckets or see those moments when he heats up and takes over a game because Kyrie's trade to the Dallas Mavericks is official. He expected to make his debut on Wednesday for the Mavericks. And obviously the reaction still coming in and and taking place on Monday as both the Mavericks and the Nets were playing their respective games. Uh, Jason Kidd was interviewed on Bally Sports Southwest, the home of the Mavericks, and he was reacting to this trade that will 
pair Luka Doncic with Kyrie Irving. When you look at the trade, uh, you look at the talent. Um, when you talk about Kai, um, being able to give some support to Luka. And so I, I think when you look at what Cuban and, and Nico were thinking about was trying to get a, another star next to Luka to help not just Luka, but the, the team. And so uh, Kai's a winner. Uh, he, he understands what it takes to be a champion. He's an all-star. Uh, we have two Mavs starting in, in the all-star game, which I don't think has ever been done. Um, but the big thing is just we've got a, a talented player uh, who can help us win. So that's the reaction of Jason Kidd, the head coach. And then this is kind of funny, too, because I can imagine on Sunday, as it caught a lot of sports fans off guard because of how quickly the dominoes dropped once Kyrie requested a trade. And the teams that we originally heard were Phoenix and L.A., the Lakers. So guard Josh Green uh, he actually found out in an unconventional way that Kyrie Irving was to be his new teammate. I don't have Twitter, so I had no idea. I was in the shower, and uh, <laughs> I was in the shower, and I come out, and I came out to like 20 text messages, and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm done. Like I'm traded. I'm like I'm like I don't have Twitter, so like that's the only way I'm gonna find out. I was like, why? Well, I guess I'm popular right now, but um, yeah, no, uh, I found out right when, literally right when I was about to get on the bus. He thought he was traded. I bet that that is something a lot of players are experiencing right now. Uh, I've actually seen some quotes from Mike Conley that are making their way around social where he's a bit on edge and he's not the only one. There are other players who believe they may in fact be traded. And so if their phone happens to blow up, well, it's not, hey, we just picked up an all-star. No, your first thought is retro. That's me. That's it. I've been traded. So that's Josh Green of the Dallas Mavericks. I uh, wonder what his reaction was when he found out it wasn't him, but it was someone else who had been traded. As for Jacques Vaughn, the head coach of the Nets, he will see Spencer Dinwiddie return to Brooklyn and also Dorian Finney-Smith added to his roster. Spencer, uh, ability to attack on both ends of the floor with the basketball, without the basketball, uh, shooting at a high clip right now this season. So that's great. And then Doe's ability to um, defend and uh, shoot the open three and guard multiple positions. We're just longer, uh, stronger, and, and overall more athletic as a team. We had a chance to interview Brian Lewis, who's a Nets insider for the New York Post, on our first show of the work week. And we got a lot of traction for that interview because I asked him, was it worth it? Was it worth it to go through this whole process where you bring in KD, you bring in Kyrie, and ultimately, well, KD's not available right now, but he's the only one left after the Nets went through multiple iterations of their roster trying to make those two superstars happy. I asked him about the high point of the Kyrie era in Brooklyn. So if you missed that conversation, great intel on what was happening behind the scenes with Kyrie and KD. Just as a side note, Kevin Durant took off after the Nets' loss uh, to the Clippers at home on Monday night. So he did not speak to reporters to this point. Maybe I've missed it, but I haven't seen any reaction from him at all. Uh, and so we're still waiting for KD's response. Uh, but Jacques Vaughn, what about this Kyrie era in Brooklyn? My interactions with, with Kai have always been positive. I enjoyed coaching him. I want him to succeed. Uh, I'll keep it that simple. 
I'm going to coach the group that's in front of me, the, co the, the group that's in the locker room. Uh, that won't change. Uh, I'm not going to speculate and get in Kevin's mind at all. Uh, not going to even try to do that. Uh, I'm going to coach this group, look forward to coaching them, and looking forward to winning. I stay out of it. I just, you know, I got drafted here. I just play, you know, whatever I do. You know, whatever they do, that's on them. That's the front office. You know, they'll make the best decision for the team. But, uh, you know, I just try to, you know, stay in my lane and play the best ball I can. It's a good time to stay in your lane and keep your blinders on, so to speak. That second-year uh, guard, Cam Thomas, 47 points for him, seven triples. And maybe it's me, but he feels like he's the top option now on the Nets until <laughs> Kevin Durant comes back. Or Spencer Dinwiddie, he can score. Uh just, yeah, all of a sudden, the Nets look a whole lot different. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Marco Belletti's in studio. And I know we're still, I'm always running a little bit late. Um, but we've got our brand new Super 6 video up in which we riff on the snooziest Super Bowl snoozers of <laughs> all time. Uh, you dazzled us last week by literally running off the two quarterbacks in every Super Bowl going back to, I don't know, 1972. Uh, and without missing, I don't even think you took a breath without missing a beat. So let's see if you can recall, well, it's it's an opinion question, your snooziest Super Bowl snoozers. There's a lot of them. When I was growing up, every <laughs> Super Bowl sucked. <laughs> it really, every one of them. I mean, it was, seemed like it was year after year. Um, Not anymore, though. We've had some real good ones. We've had ones. some great ones over mm -hmm. the last, whatever, 10, 15 years. But, I mean, there was a bunch of them that were garbage. There was the 49ers garbage. and Broncos in 89. Uh, the Cowboys and the Bills in 92. 93 was okay. Uh, 91 with, the, with Washington and the Bills was terrible. Uh, 94 with the 49ers and Chargers. You are crushing Bills Mafia uh, right now. There's just, I mean, there were so many that were bad. I think, the, honestly, the worst one, I think, for me, uh, sorry, it's the Broncos and the Seahawks. 43-8 at the Meadowlands was terrible. I mean, they were, from the, the first snap over, Peyton Manning's headed for a safety, and, yeah, and it was just yeah, like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it, it was so bad. I mean, again, there's been a lot of bad ones. I mean, that one was terrible, but... Um, I, again, I'm not picking on you. You want to go to the Raven no, no, Giant no, I'm, one I'm was good. awful in 2000. No, 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 it's that totally was terrible fine. too. I'm with you. In fact, if you watch the video that's currently posted on <clears throat> one of our social media sites, I'm not going to tell you which one. It's a bit of a scavenger hunt for our listeners. Um, I actually, I appreciate first of all that Jay mentioned one of the Broncos' losses. Uh, I ended up mentioning the other one because before they, well. I mean, Peyton Manning was after John Elway, but before they got to the two Super Bowls that Elway and Terrell Davis and that great Broncos team won uh, for Mike Shanahan back-to-back -back late 90s, they got demolished by yeah. the Niners. Uh, that was 1990, I think, 55 to 10. Yeah. Okay, 89 season, right? right? And then it, they also lost 42 to 10 to the, right. the Washington Redskins. And I don't know if you remember this. They were up 10 nothing in that game oh, and then never scored again. Yeah, 35 so, for yes, uh, Washington when, <laughs> when I saw, and I did the Super Bowl postgame show following the game between the Broncos and Seahawks, when I saw that snap go over Peyton Manning's head, I was having flashbacks to when I was a kid and just sitting in front of the TV thinking, this can't be happening. This isn't real. Well, so they've had their share of Super Bowl it, snoozers. If off. it makes you feel better, one of the ones that was awful was them destroying the Falcons in 98. I that game was it. awful. It wasn't awful. awful. I actually it felt was. bad for Dan Reeves because he was the former Broncos coach that 
I mean, couldn't get them that Super Bowl what win. What was the final? 34-19? I don't that remember. Game was terrible. I just remember thinking terrible. two in a row. And and John Elway at that point was against was up against the clock, right? Father time. And so just mm. one of the coolest storybook endings of a career yeah, ever. But the game itself stunk. Okay, whatevs. I got you. <laughs> I don't even want to watch the channel anymore. Um <laughs> Yeah, his Super Bowl was terrible too. The Bucks and the um Oh, geez. The Bucks and the Raiders in 2002, that, that game was terrible, too. Uh, there's a lot of wow. them. I, I mean, there what was, a downer. He's Debbie Downer look, in here. Again, when I Negative was... Negative Nancy. When I was growing up, it was easier to pick out the good games because they were like once every seven years. <laughs> you know, and it was... You had like a 25-year span where I felt like there were three good Super Bowls. And then we got lucky from like the late 90s into now, we've had a lot of really good all right, games. So later in the week, we'll talk about the best Super Bowls of all time or our favorites of all time. But this was snoozers, and clearly Marco was prepared for the question. <laughs> so check out the video. Uh, I'm going for a different hat every single night when we do one of these Super 6 videos. So, you know, Jay is the king of the headwear. He's always got a hat on, but I'm actually playing along this week. And if you haven't seen the video we put up on YouTube, there's a furry critter making a cameo. That's that's all I that's all I'm going to tell you. I didn't even know. I had no idea that it was happening behind me, but uh, I got photo bombed by a furry critter. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Here on After Hours, we like you as much as you like us. Let's get started. Boom, boom, boom. 
Hey, Amy, your show should be called Follow the Law because everything you have said tonight couldn't have said it better. Hi, Amy, how are you? Big fan. Good morning, Amy. My favorite talk show host, overwhelmingly. Good morning, Amy. Love your show. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Law, what is up? Um, nothing. I love your show. Thank you. By the way, you're welcome. Amy, thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate the work you do. Hello, Amy. I just love your show. I've been listening for about three months. My first time calling in. Awesome. I love your enthusiasm <laughs> and your whole staff. Y'all keep me laughing and smiling. I don't get sleepy. That Here. is the point. <laughs> this is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Not only are we counting down to Super Bowl 57 and opening night took place on Monday, uh, the teams, the coaches, the media, the microphones, the cameras, such a grand scale for what has now become a primetime event. I will just readily admit I I didn't watch it. That's (laughs) what I do for a living. I don't find it entertaining as well. Um, But it is interesting to see how these guys respond and hear the difference in their voices, right? Because Patrick Mahomes, he even talks faster than normal. Uh, The Kelsey brothers kind of going back and forth as the MCs of this event, if you will. So we'll get a little more from the main, the main players, uh, the names, of course, that you'll hear about all week and the storylines, the two African-American quarterbacks, at the same time, in a single Super Bowl's never happened before. Andy Reid with 10 plus, well, he had 10 with the Eagles, I believe, but at least 10 playoff wins with each of the franchises who are represented. Uh, and then Nick Sirianni holding a bit of a grudge because Andy Reid did not retain him as a coach when Reid was hired in Kansas City. So you may not know that, but Sirianni was on the staff in Kansas City when Andy Reid was hired as the next head coach, and he did not keep Sirianni around. And he says that is a bit of motivation for him. So we will let you hear from them. Uh, Also, a little bit of leftovers from the weekend in Vegas. Uh, Some interesting conversation uh, around the Ravens quarterback situation and also uh, the, the Bills who are not part of the equation for yet another year in which they probably feel like it was wasted already back to work. And Brandon Bean was talking about his quarterback at the the senior bowl in Mobile, Alabama over the weekend. So yes, Super Bowl on tap. But as I said to you on Sunday night into Monday morning, I kind of feel like the NBA is threatening to hijack this week because almost every time I look up, I see... LeBron James on one of the two TV screens in my studio. He needs 36 points, 36 points to become the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. And if he does not get it on Tuesday night, he's got a second home game this week. That's Thursday night. So obviously we'll be covering that as well. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. What was the most notable snoozer in Super Bowl history? You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. You can also find us in a brand new Super 6 video. So it's the second edition of our Super 6 series this week. Uh, YouTube channel's got the first one. Let me know when you find the second one. I don't know if Google will work with this. I think you're just going to have to check out all of our sites until... 
you find it. And our phone number is 855-212-4227. Sean Payton introduced as the new head coach of the Denver Broncos, citing his wife as the reason that he's back on the sidelines. Someone's going to ask the question, why'd you get back in, coach? And so maybe I can answer that right now. Skylene, when you work only Sundays in the Fox studio, and then you have Monday through Saturday, there's a point at which she looked at me and said, when are you getting back to work, buddy? <laughs> we all kind of live with this idea of we're going, to, we're going to work to this golden spot, and then we're going to retire, and it's going to be wonderful, and we're sold that on TV a lot. And my prior owner, the late Mr. Benson, used to tell me how overrated retirement was. And I kind of feel where he was coming from a little bit after just one year of whatever that was. Whatever that was, it was dallying, dabbling, I should say, in broadcasting. And, of course, his rights still belong to the New Orleans Saints. The Broncos give up enough capital to get Sean Payton as their head coach. But Payton had other opportunities. So why Denver, coach? Obviously, the the players, um, the city, all of those things factor in. I think the second most important thing to me was the passion. Uh, is football important? Here and, and it obviously is right. I mean, it's 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 a it's a city that's that's had great success, three championships, and a number of Super Bowl appearances appearances throughout the process of interviewing. It still came back to that triangle of front office ownership and then passionate fan base. Look how he's won. Um, you know, look what he did in New Orleans. You know, after Katrina. Uh, the winning culture. Um, and it wasn't just, you know, they won year in and year out. Just everything he brings to the table, you know, the culture he'll bring uh, to this organization and just he wins. He's a winner. Sean Payton certainly does have a track record and he walks into a locker room and has instant credibility because he's got a Super Bowl ring, because of uh, the multiple appearances in the playoffs after winning NFC South titles. And, and yes, the Saints have some dubious exits in the postseason. I can remember a couple of them that were extremely painful for Peyton and Drew Brees and his Saints. However, he did coach a Drew Brees and get the best out of him and gave him another opportunity. And that offense uh, was really potent for several years. So how will he improve Russell Wilson's performance? How will he get the offense on track? He'll answer your question about Russell Wilson in a unique way. That's next hour here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 